Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. You should be able to hear me now. Ladies and gentlemen, Thomas and Caballeros. Welcome to Around the Ring. Um, it's all hosted by myself. I'm alone and lonely here, <laughs> here at uh, at my home. I'm gonna go to work in about an hour, but I just figured I'd come on here and just uh, kind of spew out some of my thoughts and feelings about what's going on and some of the things that are happening. You know, I mean, there's not a whole lot, right? There's not a whole lot of stuff happening here on uh, well, in the whole world, right? But especially in the boxing world, you know. I mean, we get some here, some news here and there. Um, but really, it's just salivating, waiting for this to boil over so we can get back to normal. Um, what's up, London Left Hook Combo of the Day? <laughs> I hope you're doing good, man. I hope you guys are doing good over there in the UK. Um, you know, uh, I know everybody over here is, uh, you know, pulling their hairs out of their head. You know, uh, as many people that I get to, you know, have a chance to speak to, uh, close friends of mine, and, and, you know, they're, everybody's restless, you know. Um, about what's what's going on. So anyways, let me give you a brief what I want. I really want to talk about here on Around the Ring. I'm going to go to every corner right now and just talk about things that are up in the air and things that we're hearing, right? Uh, one is about Dana White. We're going to get into about Dana White and what happened to the UFC uh, card. How come it fell apart? What was his reasoning? And do I believe it? And do you really believe it? Okay, that's the first one. Second one is obviously the tw- Twitter wars that are happening right now on, in the tweet universe. Um, how much should we read, in, read into all of this stuff? Uh, is it exciting? Have we gotten to that point because there's no fights being televised that this is the most jabs and combos that we're going to get uh, for the rest of this month and maybe next month, right? And then uh, Tyson Fury, man, I think that he's keeping everybody's spirit up, especially out there by inviting them to come on his uh, live Instagram. So if you guys want to call in, you certainly can, uh, 347-215-7598. I better get that right because earlier I got it wrong, and uh, I was on mute because I forgot that I was up on mute. So uh, call all in, man. Shoot me a call. Tell me what you want to talk about here on uh, Leave It In The Ring. i tell you what. I'm not, I'm not a big – first off, let's go – like I said, let's go around and let's just talk about random topic, topics, Okay. And obviously, we're going to talk a little bit about the coronavirus and, and my thoughts and my, my, my feelings about it. And every time we do a show, I, anybody that I have on, I ask them how they're feeling, how they're doing, um, you know, whatnot, right? And uh, i got to tell you this, man, and I'm not sure how you guys feel about this. I'm not, I'm not quite sure how a lot of you guys feel about this. You know, I'm, not, I'm keen to what my listeners like to hear, what they want to hear. 
um, what they're interested in. Uh, that's why we've had such a great, successful podcast, uh, even about the, even the people that participate with Leaving the Ring. Um, you know, we've got a good niche. But in terms of my listeners' uh, political or, you know, what are they, right wing, uh, left wing, are they independent? I, I'm not really sure, okay? And the reason why I'm bringing this up is because I – not only do I speak to people that are very liberal, but I also speak to people that are very right wing, very conservative. Okay. And I always try to give everybody the benefit of the doubt, like listen to whatever they have, their opinion, you know, or, you know, I, I, I'm a strong believer that you're, you allow people to vent. Okay. Let them get whatever they got going on in their head out. All right. Uh, if anybody that's ever worked with me, I've never held anybody back on leaving, leaving the ring or putting in their input. Okay. I, I believe that letting somebody being creative is the best way to get some of the best radio and content out there. That's one of my strong beliefs. Okay. Uh, before I go on, hey, be sure to hit that subscribe button, hit the like button, and hit that notify button so that you're notified every time we go on live. Okay. And again, you guys can call in. Uh, talk to me. Tell me what's on your mind. Tell me what's you know what are your concerns about, and and what fight are you looking forward to happening next uh, here? And it, the number again is three four seven two one five seven five nine eight. Can you speak of myself, Dave Duenas? Okay, so going back to what I was talking about, when I when I listen to or, or extreme liberals, um, the the shove down the throat is about how many people are dying and the coronavirus, or just media, in, in, just, just media overall, right? It's how many people are dying. And these numbers are just like, they're stacking crazy, you know? And, uh, and, and it's alarming. There's no question about that. There's no question about that, okay? And when, I, when I'm speaking to some of these folks and they're throwing a lot of this stuff on, either on their Facebook or they're actually even sending me, like, news updates or their thoughts and feelings, like I said, I listen to it. Now, when I go, when I go to <clears throat> conservatives, um, and not all conservatives, okay, I'm not, I don't want to label a whole group of people. I hate when people do that, uh, when they just label a whole genre of people, okay? That's I, I, just not me. But you've got some that are just extremists, and they're more conspiracy theorists, okay? And they want to uh, politicize this. And it's to both parties. They're at both faults, kind of politicizing what's going on right now in the world, okay? So... My question to, to either one of you guys, either your extreme liberal or your extreme uh, uh, conspiracy theorist, um, and both sides are saying that it's all fear tactics. You know, both guys are wackos. That's what the, 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 the talk is between each individual. You know, these guys are crazy. Those guys are crazy. All they're doing is fear-mongering. All these guys are fear-mongering. They don't have no facts. There's none of that. My, my question is, is, what is the difference between you guys? And I'm being honest here. I'm not trying to play stupid. What is the difference? Because in my opinion, both you guys are at the very edge of jumping off, okay? And jumping off in terms of pushing somebody off that ledge as well because you, you, you want to uh, – let, let, me, let me explain that. I believe that both you guys, both parties are fear-mongering. Fear I hope I'm pronouncing that right. You know, my mouth is dry and shit, but, you know, I, I kind of feel like you guys are both pushing that agenda of scaring the shit out of people because you're scared, you know, and I was talking to a buddy of mine 
who is a Trump supporter, very proud Trump supporter, but he's a good friend of mine, really good dude, good family guy, but he's got some like far out there ideas and theories, okay? And I was speaking to him, and I mean, he just drugged me down. I'm like, I'm listening to what he said. I'm not interrupting him, but I'm listening about the whole Bill Gates thing. I'm listening about the whole bullshit about what the hospitals are doing and how they're making money off of this. And it's just stuff that you can actually question and, and, and have a bit common sense where you could say that that makes no sense. But I, I allowed him to finish his rant, right, to get this off his back and off his chest of what's going on. Because he's one of those guys that's in, like, uh, Northern, California, um, um, what is it? Uh, Northern Car- Carolina, okay? And they're on a big lockdown. And I was like, because he was like, you know, the media's overblown this. The media is scaring the shit out of people. Yeah, people are dying, but people are dying more with the flu. And you're not hearing about reports about heart attacks. Everybody that gets sick, uh, you, you can get like a blister in your, in your finger. You automatically have coronavirus, right? And he said, I'm posting this. And if I don't follow him on Facebook because it's like way overboard with some of the shit that he puts on there. And I just don't agree with some of the – like some of the stuff that he puts is just like, dude – I'm not going to even bother watching it. Like, I got a brother-in-law who's a big-time Jesus freak, and he sends me all this crap. And, 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 you know, I love the guy. I mean, he's been with my sister for, like, what, 16, 17 years, right? But he sends me all these videos, and I won't watch him. And I'm just honest and upfront. I'm not going to watch this stuff. Sorry, man. But going back to my buddy, I told him, what is the difference of what you're doing, what the media is doing? I mean, it's propaganda, isn't it? Isn't it the same thing? I, and I go, and, and, you know, I don't understand why you, you're feeding yourself all this fear stuff. Like, why are you going on YouTube and finding these videos of conspiracies and, and you know, scare tactics, uh, you know, of people that don't even have credentials as a scientist or a doctor? I mean, it looks like what the videos that I'm getting, and maybe I'm wrong, maybe somebody can send me this, of, of, of a guy that really has those credentials. But most videos that I, that's being sent to me by these guys that are far right and is that is people that just basically made a video. And they compiled a bunch of little news clips together, and then they put their two cents in, and they said, this is the reason why this is what, what's going down. And when I told him that, he just got like extremely quiet. And he's like, no, I'm not scared. I'm not scared. And I'm like, well, obviously you are because you're calling me and you're telling me all this, right? But it also goes with the left guys. You know, I mean, even before this is kicking off, I had a friend who I had eventually cut off who was bitching and moaning about me going to see the movie The Joker. You know, well, you know, why are you going to go see this? We're watching a white guy going off the hinges. We're seeing this throughout the, you know, the country at the moment. And it's just like, to me, it's just like overwhelming. I don't know how you guys feel about that, but I just thought I, I would talk about that. There's really no significant why I'm bringing it up. I just thought it was something that was kind of interesting, and I thought, why not? You know, why, why not bring it up and, and talk about it? Let me bring on um, area code 510. Let's talk boxing. What's going on? Who am I speaking to? What's up, Big Dave? Nando, how you doing? Nando, que paso, vato? How you doing, brother? Good, bro. Fucking just enjoying the fucking warm weather, you know? Lockdown. Dude, it is be- – yeah, it's beautiful. I know. I've been on – dude, I've been on lockdown for – I want to say going on a week and a half now, but finally one of my lots – well, let me take that back. I've been going just maybe an hour to some of my lots 
because it's a, either a service call, the customer comes through, so I've been doing that. And so when I get that chance, I have to wear that. You know, you have to wear the mask. I'm being responsible. And I think that's what most folks got to do is kind of be responsible. Whether you believe it or not or what's going on in the world, you got to be responsible, you know. <clears throat> and uh, But, man, it's fucking hard working with a mask on and, and these gloves, and it's, it's really hard, man. I, I'm, you know, I've got, like, I almost got to the point. Mando, I don't know how you, how you felt if you're even doing that. But I almost got to a point where I wanted to rip off the mask and say, fuck it. But I don't want to be the guy. I don't want to be the vato that passes something along that affects somebody else. You know, if it affects me, that's my fault. But I would truly feel like shit, dude, if somebody else got caught it and, and, and was affected uh, because I was irresponsible in doing my part. Well, I agree with you 110% Dave. Like my parents, man, I would love to go see them, but I haven't, right. you know. Because with this thing, you don't know if you have it or not, right? With the corona, you don't know if you have yeah. it. And you go like a, you go a couple of weeks. You, you might you might have it, and never have a symptom, right? But you can still give it to somebody else. Exactly. And I've been avoiding my parents. Uh, my sister's been avoiding. My, we love our parents, but we miss our parents. Right. But uh, the last thing we would ever want to do is hurt uh, hurt my parents or hurt anybody any anybody else's uh, parents or kids. They need each other, right? So it's just, it's just right. a you know it's just a social responsibility. And getting back to what you were talking about, like, other people are being paranoid and, like, thinking it's all a conspiracy. You know, a lot of these people, man, the reason I think it's a good idea to wear a mask because these people think it isn't. These people are fucking nuts, man. Anything they say is, like, I got to the opposite, man. You know? If they're saying it's a bad idea, it makes you think it might be a good idea. You know, like, you guys, you guys are paranoid. <laughs> they're on YouTube too much. The, you know, the paranoia will destroy you, man. That's what I think, man. You know, and, that's, uh, that's that's exactly, yeah. and it's all. Tell me, ask, tell me this, bro. Tell me if I'm wrong about this. Uh, let me first say, uh, you know, London Left Hook just put on YouTube missing the training people. Training people, he's missing training people and the gym here. I think a lot of people are, bro, and I think that's why I like what Tyson Fury's doing. He's posting on Instagram, and he's training, and it gets people to be involved, and he's bringing other fighters on. Uh, G Funky eighty four man out of Sacktown. What's up, brother? Que paso, loco? El mismo, el mismo, vato. Just over here, just chopping it up. But, dude, am I crazy to say that it's it's really what's going on about the paranoia, the paranoma, paranoia? Oh God, I can't even pronounce the word, dude. You actually threw an English word I can't pronounce. Well, there's a lot of English words I can't pronounce. Paranoia, paranoia, paranoia. Yeah, that it's both sides. You know, like the media, and then these really extremist uh, conservatives. By like bringing up like uh, what's a uh, uh, Bill Gates and and now that the hospitals are involved and the government wants to hurt our economy, and I'm just sitting there like, wow, man, this is some crazy shit. This is crazy talk, in my opinion. Well, the the biggest mistake that people are doing listening to uh, the news on uh, any kind of news on television, man. The people gotta remember, man, right. the, the shit you see on TV, it's all for commercials. It's for for all for making money, man. It doesn't matter if it's Fox News, MS, NBC, or CNN. They all got commercials, and they all got to, you know, they're all out there to make some money, man. It's all bullshit, you know. So now, what we got to do, we got to do is trust each other, man. Like my sister, she's a nurse, and she's seen right. this stuff for real, man. She's scared out of her mind, and I'm scared for my sister. I think you know? so it's real to me, up. man. It's real to me. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, my wife's in the front lines, man, and she's actually really been on me, you know, because she's like, she thinks. Because I don't really talk about it, so she's like, you're not taking this serious. And, uh, you know, she's shown me the, the, the procedures, right, the right procedures of how to use the sanitation, your gloves, how to take off your gloves, 
Um, you know, leave your mask on when you're driving after you yeah, walk out. Wipe down your steering wheel, your phone, all these things, you know. And, and she gets upset because, like, it's a lot of shit to remember, especially the first, like, 10 minutes of you telling me this. I mean, dude, I'm up there in age, you know. I'm 46. So my memory doesn't serve me all, you know, justice every single time. So I'm going to miss something here and there. So she was getting all over me, you know, like, hey, cabron, you need to pay attention. You know, listen to what I'm telling you. And I'm like, I am, I mean, I am, I am and stuff, man. Well, that, that's one of the biggest problems, right? Because, you know, I, I'm a Mexican-American, right, Latino. And uh, our, our raza, man, they don't pay attention, dude. They don't pay attention. They, it's either the macho-ness or I don't know what it is, man. But the, the numbers are showing here, at least here in California, that uh, compared to the population, man, you know, like like 40% of us are getting this corona shit, right? We're like 40% of the ah. people getting corona are Latinos. Ah. You know, and, and you can see why, dude. You know what? You go to the Mexican store. Right. Go ahead, Dave. No, no. I said, you know what's crazy is because that population, and this is what I mean about the, the far-right extremists. They're saying, like, well, how many of that is really coronavirus? You know? I mean, because it seems like everybody that gets something, like, you can get the cough, and all of a sudden it's coronavirus. And, I, and my response to friends of mine that told me that is, well, fuck, I don't want to find out, bro. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to find out if those numbers are even real or true. What I do want to, know, you know, do is get through all of this. Get through this real storm that we're in right now, this situation, and try to get it back as normal as we can. So my, my thing is this, man. It's like, why are we sitting here arguing about whether these numbers are real or whether or not the, the government's trying to, you know, uh, control us or the hospitals are making a, a, a huge dime off of what's happening why are we concerned with that when we should be more concerned with doing our part and being responsible by wearing masks or being or doing the self-containment, right? Well, let me tell you one thing, Dave, right? Like, I, I joined Twitter like a year ago, and it's probably the biggest mistake I ever made in my life. Twitter <laughs> and all this shit you hear, like all these comments, does not represent real life. Most people don't right. give a two shits about anybody on Twitter. Like my family, I'm probably the only ones who ever even joined that shit. And they think, I've always thought it was the weirdest thing, and, and to be honest, ever since I've been on it, it really is kind of the weirdest thing, man. You know, and it doesn't represent, it doesn't represent the world's population, uh, I don't think it represents, like, the general opinion of people. Like, just walking around the street, man, you see people with masks, they're not freaking out, they're not yelling at each other, they're putting their masks on, trying to be careful, you know? Most people right. are good people, man, most right. people are responsible people, and the, and the ones, the ones that give their opinion are usually the people who have an opinion on everything anyways, man, you know? Like, most people right, are just uh, quiet, reserved, and responsible people, man. Humble, right? Then you got these fucking loudmouths that get all the attention, you know, but they don't represent. They don't represent nothing but maybe 1% of the population, man, you know? Not everybody's on YouTube looking at conspiracy videos. Not everybody's on Twitter fucking going back and forth. Most people aren't. Most people don't give a shit. My parents don't give a shit. I really don't give a shit, you know? And, well, most uh, people, yeah, like, I mean, like, like yourself and myself, you know, uh, you know, raza alone, Mexican-American, Mexicanos that come over here, we, we put in a lot of time in our work ethic. You know, I'm always working. This is why it's kind of a little weird for me being home so much and dropping so many videos. Um, the last time I dropped so many videos like this is when I barely started on YouTube, and that was because I was laid off and I was on the board waiting to go back to work. You know, now with coronavirus, it's almost like they put me back on the board and I'm waiting for them to call me and say, okay, we're, yes, we'll go back to work, you know. But... I agree with you, dude. I mean, I, 
I, I, I mean, I'm guilty of getting in a, a few of my little Twitter wars, but they don't last like hours. They last for maybe an hour or so, and, and then I'm basically I'm done with that person, and I'm not going to go anymore. But that was really in the beginning of Twitter, you know? Um, I, I, nowadays, I don't really engage. I just like to post stuff that we're doing, and maybe I, during the fights, I like to discuss things that's happening on real time, but... Normally, if somebody starts coming out at me and they call me a name, I'll let them know, like, well, where did this come from? And then I immediately, I just block you. Well, t- Twitter's a weird place, right? Like I, like I said, I've only been in for on a year, but from what I could tell, if you don't set up to be a kiss-ass where you do the likes or you do, or you're set up to be a troll where you're talking shit, it's not really set up to be real work because most people don't even put their name on it, right? They got this fake picture on no. there, this fake no. name. On Twitter, it's got my name on there, man. It's got my whole name. It's got a picture of me. Because I'll say whatever the fuck I want, and I mean it, man, because I'll put my name on it, right? But That's it? This is just, for me, this Twitter's just a weird place, man. There's a lot of motherfuckers that are talking random shit, and they don't even put their name on it. And it's just, uh, like, if you can't say it to my face, I'm not going to take it serious anyways, man. And, and, and to be honest, I've done some of that stuff too, man. Like, I, I've kind of, like, talked shit on Twitter. I go, man, what am I doing? Like, what am I doing talking shit on Twitter for, man? That's really weak. It's really weak. It's really weak. That's not, that's not me in real life, man. That's not... Like, I like to talk shit for fun, like, in a fun way, but when you do it on Twitter, sometimes it loses the tone, you know? When, I've been when you text somebody something. Hey, mm-hmm. I, I've been sucked in after I have, like, maybe four or five beers in me, and then I'm like, what? And, yeah. and, 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 and then, like, get into it. Then later on, like, after, I'm like, what am I doing? Like, why the fuck did I just engage this moron? I just actually gave him yeah. that time I could never get back and stuff. But, hey, let me ask you this, bro. Out of everything, when this, obviously, when this, hopefully, this gets done and over with. What is the one fighter you want to see come back in the ring? The one fighter I want I, I, I really, the fight I want to see is Teofimo Lopez against Lomachenko. That's the fight I want to see. That, oh, that yeah, fight dude. has like, has like echoes, it has bad blood, and it has echoes of uh, Mayweather versus Canelo, Costa's U versus Hatton, those kind of fights, right? Old Lion against Young Lion, you know? Like, I, I'm really uh, excited for that fight, man. I'm really excited for that fight. Yeah, same here, you know, and uh, I think it has, you know, in terms of, of, of the ingredients of a real fight between two guys that are in their prime, I mean, you can have, there's an argument you can have that Lomachenko is at the tail end of his career, but at the same time, I mean, the only really difficult fight he did have was with uh, Jorge Linares. Other than that, I always felt like he, he, he's a slow starter. Like he, he really finds his rhythm in every, every minute of the round. It's not every round, but it's every minute. Like he starts adding on a little bit to the mold. You know, he adds a little bit more clay to the mold of what he's doing. And then he just turns it up in those later rounds. And I'm very curious of how he starts off with Tom, uh, Tofimo Lopez because Lopez tends to start pretty quick. And that right hand is really what starts people f- pretty fast when he lets his hands go in that first or second round. I think uh, Lomachenko could do against Te- Teofimo uh, is take him out to deep waters, right? Let, let Teofimo yeah. kind of, like, you know, be aggressive early and, like, catch him up in the later round. That's the best. Cause, you know, obviously, against when he fought, I forgot which Japanese dude he fought, uh, Teofimo fought, right? But that one went right. 10, 12 rounds, whatever it was, because that guy was just patient. He stayed on the outside, and, and Teofimo kind of didn't. The female didn't have like a plan B or C or D after the first plan didn't work, you know. So, 
So if yeah. I'm Lomachenko, I kind of take him out to deep waters, man. You don't really want to engage Teofimo anyways. I think Teofimo has a lot more power than Lomachenko. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm curious to what the Lopez team are going to decide to do. Do they jump on Lomachenko uh, because they feel that he's he's an old tooth, or do they try to try to catch him in mid rounds when he gets comfortable? Because Jorge Linares caught uh, Lomachenko in those mid rounds by boxing him, by circling him, you know, by sticking the jab out there. But I just don't see Lopez doing any of that because he's still very young and he gets overzealous with his style, and it's worked for him though. You know, and so I tend to believe that he's gonna he's gonna want to test uh, Lomachenko early, and he's gonna want to smother him. He's gonna want to push him back and keep him off of his back foot so he can't pivot out of the way. It's gonna be a really really interesting fight because it's really against experience versus youth with a lot of skills. Yeah, it's, uh, it's just an awesome fight. Uh, I favor Lomachenko just because you know the experience, the talent, and everything, but. You just never know when, right. when 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 that youngster is going to start his career with that signature victory, like uh, so many other fighters have done. De La Hoya, uh, a lot of these, a lot of these great fighters have had that that big early victory in their in their career that kind of set the set the tempo for the rest of their career, you know. And Teofimo really has that kind of talent, man. And everybody sees that, right? Because you really don't see any of the other young lightweights calling him out. You really don't see uh, Devin no. Haney or Ryan Garcia. Or even anybody calling them out, right? They all they all kind of squabble with each other, but none. I haven't heard one of them talk any shit to Teofimo yet, right? And I think that that's a reason for that, man, because that guy he's legit, man. Well, he's uh, legit. De- I, Devin you know. Haney just did. He got on Twitter and uh, and uh, Teofimo just told him to shut the f up. He got upset, you know. Told him he talks a lot or something like that. It was in some, you know, in, around there of what he was saying and stuff. But he so, wasn't, he I wasn't mean, going at. He wasn't going at. He wasn't going at Teo. He was just saying it in general, like. Devin Haney said oh, some shit right. about nobody wants to fight him, and then he wasn't really right. he wasn't really barking at Teofimo. Teofimo just told him shut the fuck up, you know, like period, <laughs> you know, I'm tired of your shit. <laughs> yeah, but, so Larry, to be man. honest, I think looking looking down the road, I think like maybe two three years from now, the monster fight is going to be um, not just the young lightweights today, but I think the monster fight, the one that really has me like licking my chops, is going to be Teofimo against uh, Virgil Ortiz, man. Uh, lightweight, uh, welterweight, man. I think that fight is just going to be because I think they're, they're both uh, prodigies. I think they're both prodigies, man. I think they're, I think they are the most talented and most dedicated fighters today uh, amongst the young the young fighters is Teofimo and Virgil, and uh, I'm really I, that's the fight that has me licking my chops two or three years down the road, you know. But uh, well, you know, I yeah, I was going to say like yeah, it's going to be uh, from some time from now if if. If Lopez stops or just convincingly beats uh, Lomachenko, I mean, dude, he's got – he does got that pay-per-view star power that he can produce. There's, and there's a lot of fights in that division for him to face other guys to make a lot of money, you know, to really make big fights with. So it's really exciting. But, again, if Lomachenko beats him, I don't think Lopez is going to be a kid that you write off. I think it's just something that it could be a very well-learning experience. It goes back to the drawing board because in a lot of ways, he reminds me of Fernando Vargas. He's asking for the big fights. He wants the big fights. He looks spectacular. But is, is Lomachenko, you know, Tito Trinidad to Fernando Vargas? I don't, I don't know. That's going to be uh, hopefully soon uh, to be seen. 
think what's I up, think Joe Lopez? Uh-huh. I think if uh, I think if Lopez loses to, to Lomachenko, it's gonna be more like Mayweather uh, schooling Canelo rather than uh, the Trinidad ruining Vargas. You know, I don't think I don't think uh, oh, yeah. Lomachenko has that kind of power to ruin to ruin Teofimo. He could, like I said, it could be a learning experience for Teofimo, right? Either way, from what it sounds like, he's moving up after the fight, right? You know, he's barely, he barely can barely make 135 pounds anymore. You know, and, and Lomachenko. It's kind of pushing himself to get to 135 pounds, you know. But Lomachenko, man, speaking from his from his perspective, right, he's looking at a bunch of big fights for himself, man, to really solidify his Hall of Fame career, man. He could be fighting uh, Teofimo, then Tank Davis, then Devin Haney, maybe Ryan Garcia, mm-hmm. and maybe even Burchelt. Yep. Maybe even Burchelt. I mean, if he if he gets through that, he's a first bout Hall of Famer, one of the greatest fighters of all time. If you go through that kind of a murder oh, as yeah. well, man, yeah, yeah, I mean he leaves that, 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 everybody that does, and he's got the skills to actually do that. I mean he, you know, I, I don't think anybody's going to question whether or not he could, uh, you know, out of four of those guys you mentioned right now, you would have to say three of them he beats. One of them is going to end up uh, surrendering to because I think that age and just wear and tear, the overall wear and tear of being in the in the fight business like this, uh, it's it's got a. a uh, eventually catch up, you know. Uh, Joe Lopez uh, says Spence versus versus Virgil Ortiz is a better future fight. Uh, what's up, Joe? Yeah, man, I agree. It is a great fight, you know, and I, and I think that's overall a much closer fight that would happen. But I agree with uh, 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 Fernando that that you know uh, Lopez going up in weight with Ortiz is a fight to look for two to three four years out. What what big fight are you looking forward hey, to? Let me ask- what, what fight are you what fight are you looking forward to? You know what, man? I'm gonna be right now where where we're at. I don't give a shit what we get. To tell you the truth, I gotta. You, you know what? I think this. This is what I'm thinking. Because right now, I think every fight fan give this end to the end of the month, and let's say we roll into May, and nothing opens up, and nothing's figured out. Uh, you know. Uh, we know that the WWE is considered an essential in Florida. Bob Arum is talking about that. You know, maybe staging some fights up there if it can go through. But I tell you what, if this draws out any longer past May, whatever fight that does happen, which would either be on ESPN Plus or a very small card on the zone or whatever, even if it's a small card, dude, I think that we're going to have some skyrocket numbers for the very fi- first fight that is televised. What do you think? Oh, I agree with you. I heard this morning that Las Vegas is already starting to uh, kind of like open a path towards having like those in-studio fights, right? Like where you can have like right. like uh, like no 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 fans and not in the audience, but you might be able to have fights in the studio. And the, you know, the sooner that I kind of enjoyed the other day when they had that fight with that that kid from us from Yuba City, the Brandon, uh, what was his name? Right, Brandon, Brandon, yeah, Brandon Lee. Yeah, and that was fine. I enjoyed that fight. And like you said, man, like when you're when you're starving, even a, even a, a yeah. little like a, a biscuit, man, tastes like like filet mignon, man. You know, like just bring it on, man. Like I won't be complaining. <laughs> I never complain, anyways, man. There's always somebody complaining. No, about somebody's always gonna be complaining, man. But I'll be happy. Exactly, exactly. All right, brother, I'm gonna put you back on hold, man. I appreciate you calling in. All right, I'm gonna take you, Dave. Thank you. All right, man. You guys want to call in? You certainly can. Uh, it's three four seven two one five 
Hold on, let me. Uh, okay, three four seven two one five seven five nine eight. Man, I'm forgetting my own number here on leaving the ring. Uh, you know, um, tell me what you guys think, man. You know, what do you guys think? You know, uh, biggest numbers that happen when boxing comes back. If we still keep uh, going the way we're going right now, uh, if the end of this month there's no real solid talks about boxing being broadcast, even with audience or no audience. I don't know. You know, um, let's see what uh, see what some of you guys got to say here in the chat room. <clears throat> Taylor versus Ramirez is a good one, too. They are both from top rank, and it should be easy to make. Yeah, that should. You know, and I think what they're doing, Ramirez fighting Victor Postal, which was supposed to happen in Fresno, California, but it got called. Originally, it was supposed to be, I believe, in, it was going to be in China or Japan, something like that, right? Um, and they got called up because of the coronavirus. Then it was going to bring be brought back over here, but then it's same thing. Uh, California State Athletic Commission shut everything down. So let's see what happens. Uh, let's see. Uh, I think D Style say he's calling. He's calling in nine one five. So I'm looking for you, D Style. If you do call in here on, oh there you are. Let me pat you in, brother. What's going on, What's bro? Up, bro? How's it going? Oh, you know, it's going, dude. It's going. I decided to jump on the radio really quick just to chop it up, uh, talk some boxing. What's on your mind, brother? Man, I'm just here. I'm at home saving the world. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, man, I just um, – it's just weird, bro. Like, it, it's – like, I'm getting tired of this. You know what I mean? I, I, don't, I don't know one person that's like, ah, oh, I'm glad this is going on, you know? Right. But, but I also, like, I understand the seriousness of this, and I've always told people this, and I think, you know, with this whole COVID-19 thing, it is true, man. You, you don't want to be watching the news 24-7. If you do that, like, right. God, you're going to think there's a nuclear holocaust. You know, you're going to think we're all going to die that's, or something. That's like, um, well, you, you know, we have to kind of, with, yeah. You know what you know, said, like, you don't know anybody that, is happy is happy that it's going on that they have to stay home. Los huevones, dude, they're happy because their old ladies and their mom is not is finally got, gave up and telling them but you know Vantari got out on trabajo, you know. Get to work, you know. They're the only ones right now, bro. They're like, damn, hey, if this happens for another month, I'd be good, bro. I'm chill. <laughs> so those are the only well, ones. Well, those huevones still. I mean. I got you, man. You know what I mean? But, but they st- even though they don't have a job, they can't go hang out with the homeboys. You know what I mean? They can't go no, do can't. anything. Uh, no, you can't go no, to a house no. party. You know? Uh, you, can't, you, can't, you can't do anything, really. They can't ask their mom really. for money. They can't ask their yeah, mom for money. You can't ask your mom for money. You can't. That's right. A lot of people um, are just not doing good, bro. Like You know what I mean? No. But just in general, man, look. This it, this is serious, though. You know what I mean? And, right. And, and I'm all for people being skeptics. Hey, I'm a skeptic. You know, it's actually a good thing to be a skeptic and question everything you hear. Um, and kind of and look at everything yourself. But, I mean, there's people, bro, and I heard you talk about earlier, but, like, they'll be so skeptical about the mainstream media. But then, like, they'll believe right. something Alex Jones says. And, and it's like, so, so you drop your skepticism for a lot of these far right-wing people telling you things that just aren't true. And, right. and like you know, they're not scientists, bro. They're not, you know, you know, they're not techs that know about five G and stuff like that. You're just listening to YouTubers put a montage together, 
And then a lot of it, you're getting it from politicians. I mean, goddamn, you're going to believe politicians. So here's what the, the way I'm handling the situation. You know, I know it's serious, and but I know it's not a nuclear holocaust either. You know, right? I know in the end we're all going to be all right. You know, it's just it's more a matter of how do you personally handle it and and what do you do with it. You know, and I am like I, I am personally getting tired of people spreading false information. You know, um, I kind of just go by what the scientists are saying. Like the reality is. People need to stop moving the goalpost. So if hmm. if last month you were saying, oh, it's only killed a couple hundred people, it's not that serious, and now it's killing thousands per day, right? right. So don't all of a sudden change your tune and say, um, well, I mean, all these deaths really due to corona. So I have, and I think this will explain a lot to people, so I have a, an ex of mine, her, her uncle died, right? And, uh-huh. you know, he had problems with his lungs already. And so he got COVID-19. It didn't appear to be that bad at first. And then he went to the hospital because his breathing was getting very, very bad. And then he ended up dying from lung complications. However, the fact that he got COVID-19 is the reason he ended up in the hospital in the first place. Right? So right. when he died... They did put, you know, COVID-19, but they also put lung complications. His underlying conditions what killed him, but what, what, what made the issue, what escalated it for him was the fact that he had the virus. So people are taking stories like this and saying, and spreading false information and saying, oh, they're counting every death as COVID-19, but they're dying of other things. Nah, bro, like they're, they're dying because like they caught COVID nineteen and their underlying health condition, okay, right, was the their end of it. But they, they died because they got COVID nineteen. You know, if 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 her uncle didn't get COVID nineteen, he would still be alive today. You know, and I think there's a lot of false information being spread out there. I have I have family members that are nurses. I have uh, family members that are doctors. You know, they, they get, right. and I get my information from them. You know, they have certain floors that have designated for just people with COVID-19. It, it, it's right. not true that they're labeling every death as COVID-19. If that was true, man, we would have over a million deaths right now. You know what I mean? If that was you, know, you, know, you know, man, like, like I was mentioning, I got friends that are just far, far right. And I right. don't argue with them. I'm going to tell you why. You can throw facts after facts after facts, or you can make sense, but in their head already, because they filled themselves up with all this propaganda stuff, they have an answer to everything, you know? Right. And it's not, it's not, it's like even some of the stuff, though, the response is just so, it's so out there. What's up, Kenny? How you doing, brother? Um, it's just so out there, dude, and what they say and how they say it, you know? Um, and that, like, even right now, like, like I was saying, I was talking to a friend of mine uh, that lives in North Carolina, and he's saying that the hospitals, you know, you know, the hospitals get 33000 and they get this much money for ventilation. And my wife's a nurse. Right. Okay. <laughs> and I'm just like, that's, that's not even true. That's not even true what you're saying. But I, I didn't want to interrupt them, intervene it, because I already know that there is no 
point. You know what I mean? Like, there's no point at all. Like, yeah. the real issues that are going on, I'll give you a perfect example. And Because and, 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 I did intervene in something he said. This is a guy that's pro-police, okay? And when right. something happens to a group of people, he's the first vato that will say, well, why can't these Hispanics or these blacks obey the law? Why can't they just listen to the police? If they tell you to stop, you know, to, to stop, just do it, right? Well, he was telling me a story that his son and a bunch of kids went to the park, and they're on now they're on real isolation. They're on real lockdown. They're not even supposed to be outside, right? He said they went to the park and that the police were being being dicks. They said, what are you guys doing here? And they automatically threatened the kids of fining them, giving them a fine for being out there. And he's like, how do they want us to pay this fine if nobody could work? You know, everybody's filing bankruptcy now, right? right. And I go, yeah. my response to him was like, I don't know, uh, maybe obey the law. Let the cop right. enforce the law, what he's being told to do. How about that? And he got real quiet. And then he moved on to other BS of what the government's doing. And I'm just like, I mean, you know, the whole thing about the government's trying to control us. And then I threw this out there because he's saying, you know, the government's trying to control us. I said, you mean Trump? You yeah, mean the yeah. guy that's been against the establishment trying to control you? Oh, no, no, it's not him. How is it if he's the government? How is that? <laughs> you know what I mean? That's why I don't, I don't argue with them because none of it makes, makes any sense in a, uh, you know? Yeah. It, it, it's, it's just, it's pretty crazy. But I mean, let me really quick, some good news here that I was being told right now by the manager of Jose Ramirez, Team Ramirez. Um, he's going to be doing a little later on a Zoom meeting. Um, he's going to be doing a, a meeting about the farm workers, which is called, the topic is called Farm Workers Are Champions. It's going to be at four o'clock. Uh, he's going to be discussing uh, what the workers are facing right now medically and what they should be doing. It's a project that hits very dear to his heart. Um, Safety is, is the safety tips for the AG industry, which is really good. And I'll tell you why. My dad works on the farms to this day. My old man is an essential. My dad is a, is a very high risk. He's a diabetic, um, you know, along with other problems. He has other health problems because he's up there in age. He's you know, close to 70 or maybe a little older than 70. I don't, I'm not really sure, man. You know how Mexicanos older, old man, they never know, dude. Like, I don't know. Yeah. 40, 40, 40. When was Judge Judy on, right? So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. so this is good that this guy is doing that, man. But uh, just to shift it really quick, let me ask you, D-Sal, what is the what, – what is your thoughts about these fighters just going – I mean, this is nothing new, but how excited do you see, like, following some of these fighters just starting to trade some jabs? And, like, Terrence Crawford, for instance – you know, going after Char- Charlo because yeah. Charlo said that he believes that Spence would beat him. What, what, what do you? How do you feel about that, man? You know, I'm kind of like at this point, like I'll take any type of entertainment, like. Uh, <laughs> like um, but right. in all seriousness, I don't know how to feel about it because I would like this type of attitude across the board, like when there there is no virus around. You know. Like, a lot of these right. fighters are acting like they're ready to take over the world right now, you know, and calling each other out. But, like, they know we can't make a fight happen at the moment. Right. You know, they know nobody's going to show up to their front door right now or something. Like, ain't nobody traveling. You know, uh, Keith well, Thurman's been on quarantine for four years, and dude, dude just popped up recently <laughs> talking, you know. So, I, I'm just trying to understand what the hell, like, like I get it. Like, I posted a video of the dogs that are barking at each other. 
all viciously while the gates close and the gates start opening and they start running away. Um, that I just hope they keep that same. If they keep that same energy, energy. when all this yes. starts to go away and we go back to normal, I'm all for it. But I'm keeping a really close eye on a lot of these guys. Man, a lot of these guys are talking like, man, I can't. This has motivated me. Whenever this is over, I'm gonna fight the world, you know. And and okay, well, we'll see. You know, we will see if they will fight the world. But um, I think it's I, refreshing because we're not hearing right now. I think it's just refreshing. We're not hearing anybody right now saying, uh, "Well, he has to cross the street," because right now there is no streets to cross. You know, right? <laughs> That's right. No, no. <laughs> That's right. Right now, we're not worried about crossing the streets, bro. We're just worried about things six feet away from people. You know, but... Exactly. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I just think... I think most boxing fans feel the same way. I feel they're just like... Oh, would they be saying this if there wasn't this whole thing going on? You know? And um, so, we will see, man. They would be I, saying... A lot of fighters are actually going to fight the world. You, you know, but they would be saying this because this is nothing new. I've seen fighters get into it but in reality, it's about as far as it, it really goes. Like, it doesn't, get, it doesn't get any further. And it's always kind of been like right. that. I can't I, – I can only I – I mean, the only fights that I can remember that actually finally happened off Twitter were actually small cards. But these big cards, like okay. big fighters, it, it, never, it never falls through and stuff. Um, right. Hey, let me ask you this. I got you on. Because I wanted to bring up Dana White. There was a lot of talk. Okay. He, he, I mean, he was hyping this up, and he was pumping at his chest, and he was saying, we're going we're gonna to go forward. We're going to hold the UFC, whatever number it is. It's up like, what, 243 or something like that. We're going to do it in California. Right. It's going to be the, on the Indian Reservoir at the Tashi Palace. And this guy was like high and mighty, you know, riding the wave, and he was like, nothing's going to stop me here. But then all of a sudden, he says the higher-ups asked him, hey, don't do this. And he's like, I'm going to comply because yeah. they asked me, and I'm not going to do it. Let me ask you, do you believe that he really complied, or do you believe that they told him, dude, what are you talking about? You're not doing this. You're not, you're not yeah. going to do this right now when everything's going on. No matter what you say, it's, it's not going to happen. Do you believe really he's complying with what the higher-ups told him, asked him, or do you think that the higher-ups didn't ask him? They just told him to shut it down. I think they just told him to shut it down. I think, um, I think ultimately so. Disney, who was the owner of ESPN, who he has a contract with, said, uh, you ain't doing shit. <laughs> you know, like, uh, you, you ain't going to yeah. hold no card. You're not going to create a private island, whatever nonsense he was talking. Um, you know, so that That's was hilarious. crazy to the private island talk. I was like, what is this, like a movie? Like, butt sport? Like, what's going on here? But... <laughs> Um, you trying to do a just, combat test? Yeah, yeah, and it's not, it's not very private if everybody knows about it, you know, but uh, I, I don't know, man. I just, I, I think, I, I, I don't think any of us like, no, no, but I, I think they just told him, like, you ain't going to do shit. I think he wanted to because he was being rebellious the whole time. He made every he move possible to make the fight happen. This idea that they just kind of recommended to him not to do it, and he just, they're like, oh, okay. Like, I just don't believe it. And I don't believe it because I've seen some of his interviews. Week one, this guy was talking like we've been on quarantine for months, you know? 
So he did an interview with Tyson saying that this is nonsense. I can't believe they're having to do this. So you really think that guy is... is, Yeah. Remember that? In the beginning, uh, when all this was kicking off, his name dropped. He's like, I just spoke to the president and vice president, and they gave me my blessing, and blah, 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 blah. And I was just like, dude. But let me say this. So uh, kind of similar to this, WWE (laughs) was deemed an essential... Business. Yeah, Florida. I don't know how. In Florida, right? Now, here's my problem when businesses are deemed essential. If a government allows a business to continue operating, right, and since, okay, you're essential, we're going to keep you operating, there should be some type of a deal between the government and that business that you cannot lay people off. Because, like, they want to do both things. You know, a right. WWE released a like, quarter of the roster, bro, like just yesterday. Yeah. Like, that's amazing. Yeah. Like, you know, you get, you could be, you know, you're considered essential. You can still run your shows. You have this multi, you know, billion dollar contract with, with Fox Sports. You know, you've done all these shows in Saudi Arabia that got you tens of millions of dollars and, or hundreds of millions of dollars and, and you're laying people off even after the government's allowing you to continue running your business. I mean, why should we let you continue running the business? You know, and well, I think I a think lot of these companies are. Yeah. Right. I hear what you're saying, but here's the thing that I, this is my question to that would be how many yeah. shows are they going to be? How many shows are they going to do? How long does this essential thing keep going? Is it a month? Is it two months? You know, I think it, mm-hmm. it depends on the time slots of what they're going to be getting um, is is the it would be the overall of who they keep employed. Like in, in like in other right. words, if they're doing maybe two three shows a week, I agree with you. I say keep all your roster. But if they're de- being deemed only one show per every two weeks or even three weeks, I think that's what it comes down to. Okay, that makes sense because they can't obviously pay a whole roster of folks when they're only being limited a certain amount of, 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 of TV slots to have these performance being aired. That's, that would be my question of what they're going to do. I haven't right. read, read into everything that this contract is being laid out of, or even how they even pulled off the essential. I mean, money talks. <laughs> we know. all know that, especially the government. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that, that I'm very, very curious, you know, and for some people, when I, when I heard about this, I got, I got it through the leave it and ring uh, Gmail Folks were sending me like, hey, Dave, what do you think about this? And um, I was like, I'm not surprised. Are you surprised Surprised that's happening in Florida? No. I mean, not for nothing, guys. The guys that live out there in Florida, I love you guys. I actually, I've been on vacation, what, three times in Florida. But, dude, there's a yeah. lot of crazy shit that comes out of Florida. There's a lot of nutty but, stuff. Practically every goddamn ID show that my wife watches is something that's based out of Florida. Some murder case, some <laughs> mystery murder, some serial killer, some shootout. It's always... For right. some reason, Florida, what the fuck is going on in your guys' waters? Yeah, something's going on in Florida all the time. Yeah, so I don't get it, sure. bro. The alligator meat? That, you, you know, there, there, there was the one, remember when, like, everything was locked down and people were dying in New York? These dudes are still partying in the beaches, bro, so uh, I'm not surprised. Um, I, I'm not surprised it's essential either, I guess. The WWE is obviously uh, a rich enterprise. They're worth billions of dollars. You know what I mean? Billions. So I'm sure they have really good lawyers and and and, and good connections. You know, so 
I, I'm uh, sure yeah. they kind of, I'm sure they could easily make an argument that, you know, like here's the difference between WWE and UFC, right? Or, or boxing for that matter. Hmm. In boxing, uh, these guys got to be in the dressing rooms, you know, getting taped up. They need their team there. I mean, count how many people there is just in the locker room, right? You need to commission, right? Like, right? Um, and you got to be there, right? You got to be ready for when it's your time to go out and fight. And you need officials. And there's people that have jobs. Like this is not even. I'm not even. You could fight even in an empty arena. You know, there's still a lot of people there. WWE could easily argue that, look, we're only getting like four or five people at a time filming their segment, and then they go home and the other, you know, four or five people come, and we're testing them every time they come or something like that, right? So they they Hmm. can actually, like, they're not like a real sport. They're like, you know, they're they're just entertainment. You know what I mean? So I can see them kind of arguing that that it's different. Well, I don't know. I think, honestly that they would lose that argument to tell you the truth because there would be less people at a boxing behind the scenes in a boxing event than they would be at a WWE because they're considered an entertainment value uh, because everything's scripted. Yeah. Right. So their yeah. athletes are athletes slash actors. So they come with managers, agents, uh, makeup, uh, a dress crew. I mean, I think their entourage is a lot more extensive and larger than UFC fighter to a boxing fighter, you know? I don't know. That's that's a good question, though. I wonder. Yeah, but can't they do the makeup like in another area, like like, that, uh, like one at a time goes to get their makeup? I, I'm sure they could work that out. You know what I mean? Um, they probably But, my, I mean, my I agree is, with you, but, like, but they obviously won the argument because they're, they're deemed essential. <laughs> so right, somehow they right. pulled it off. I know, like, how does football and basketball or baseball not be able to pull that off? But the WWE, um, it gets it done. And, and going again, it's a it's a multi-billion dollar uh, filter company that generates, an, and, and obviously you're rubbing the right shoulders, you know, uh, with this. My, my question has always been this, and I think this is where probably why they got the essential. I might be wrong about this, but I'm just throwing this out there and see whatever I spit is going to land in the pool. But I believe that they probably made a very good substantial offering to the healthcare because I've asked this, you, you know, a lot of, the, a lot of the, the medical staffers right now, the people that are in the forefront, people that are dealing with this, their time is so occupied that it's very difficult to pull them away to get them to do anything else, okay? Like, for instance, if right. you right now – stubbed your toe, D-Style, and you called and you felt like your toe was broken. You called in the hospital. They would ask you, from a 1 to 10, what is your pain? And if you said, oh, uh, maybe a 4 or 5, they would say, well, take some, um, some painkillers and then call us back. Because right now, you're not, you're not on the top of the list. They have to receive the people that are actually really, really sick or possibly uh, have contracted this coronavirus. So I've always said this. Um, how do they pull any sport, pull that off by, by getting the ambulance, getting, you know, because they're going to have a lot, they're going to have to have the medical staff no matter what, whether it's UFC, boxing, yep. or WWE, they got to have this medical staff. So my question is, how much money did they put up front to say, this is the X amount of money that we would put up or told, told Florida, hey, 
if you guys are not getting testing and you don't have the ventilations at this moment, guess what? We'll front it if you can make us essential. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't even know the laws behind that. I don't even know that's illegal. That's something bribery to me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's possible. But I mean, would you, yeah, uh, would, I you mean, but... <laughs> would you be surprised? Would you be surprised about lobbying? I wouldn't. I, I, I definitely, definitely wouldn't. Uh, not those pussies. Essential is bullshit unless it involves food and medical. I, I agree with you. I, I agree with you. You know, um, yeah. how they pull it off, I don't, I don't know. You know, I mean, right now what I'm, yeah. what I'm, what I'm seeing for, more, for the overall folks is they're getting tiresome, you know, and, and they, you yeah. know, they want to get out there. You know, I mean, here in, in Modesto, Riverbank, Escalon, um, series, uh, people that I, that I know and people that I, I, I speak to on a daily basis, I, 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 out of like 10 of them, I'm going to say out of six of them, out of the 10, six of them are already, already telling me, bro, they're like, I don't give a shit. May 1st comes, I'm going outside. I'm going to go open up my gym or I'm going to go <laughs> open up my business. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, good luck. You know? Yeah, I mean, I, I just... We do have to, even me was taking this very serious. Um, we right. do have to ask ourselves, for how long can we do this? Like, like we can't do this. for. We know forever is not the answer. You know what I mean? No. So, uh, you know, I think it's reasonable. I could, I could see a month or two being reasonable. After that, it's very debatable. Um, I don't know, man. I, I just don't, I don't think we could do this forever. You know, because look, if we end up like in a Great Depression, I mean, millions of people died of hunger in the Great Depression. Absolutely. So if people can't work and put food on, on the table, um, and people are like, oh, just put a freeze on, you know, on on renting and mortgages, and do people not understand like how much of a negative effect that has in our society? Like, that's just not going to work. Like, people that rent houses or whatever or own apartment buildings, they have bills to pay as well, you know? Yep. And they can literally lose everything in, in just two, three months if no one pays anything. Well, you think know, about so, this. Yeah. Think about this. If you're a homeowner, I'm a homeowner. And if yeah. you call your mortgage company, they will say, hey, we will um, put you under that emergency um, – uh, what is it? Uh, God, I can't even think of it. The emergency factor of saying that we'll waive right. three months. You don't have to pay three right. months. But what actually what it is is it's a balloon. So after that three months mm-hmm. is completed, after it's done and over with, you have to pay on that following month, that fourth month. You got to pay those three months that back pay that you have not paid off, okay? Because they waived it for three months, including right. that same month. So that's four payments. Four payments. So yeah. I think that's where the government, if this is going to prolong any longer, then well, what are they the waving? Like month, they're just waving the late fee? <laughs> like, they're just like they're not. Yeah, they're waving. The, you, that's it. Yeah, it's just a late fee. You know, yeah. they're they're basically saying, yeah, 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 we'll help you. And but and here's the shitty part, because I yeah. got like some of my business partners already have already jumped and said they they already applied for a small business loan, right? Which is uh, twenty five twenty five thousand. Um, if you have employees, blah, 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 uh, out of that 25, only 20, uh, uh, 20,000 is going to be waived, but you got the five grand that you're going to have to pay back with a 3%. Um, and for five years, it takes you five, yeah, five years, 3%. But at the same time, 
you know there's got to be some some fine, uh, uh, um, fine print of other things. And I was telling like one of my business partners, like, dude, you're not, you, Davey, you haven't done it? And I'm like, no, because I'm waiting. Because, see, these industries are waiting for us. To, they, they, they're actually happy that we're panicking like this. Banks, creditors mm-hmm. are actually okay with this, that we're panicking because they know that we're desperate. And when we're desperate, we're not going to go through everything. Uh, we're not going to fine comb, comb it uh, as, as if this was like a, a couple of months back or if this all blows over. We're not right. fine combing anything. We're just immediately jumping into this pool, right? We're jumping into this pool without even knowing exactly what we're signing ourselves to. That's why I've been holding off back. You know, uh, but I do feel for the people that live check by check or businesses that live by light by light. I feel for them, you know, because it, this is this is some scary, scary, very scary times, you mm-hmm. know, and this is not this is going to hurt a lot of mom and pop shops a lot. And right now, I don't know how it looks over there where you're at, D-Style, but there's a lot yep. of mom and pop shops right now that are staying open. They're not closing. They have literally, I've spoken to so yep. many mom and pops that I service. They have told me straight up, until they come over and they put chains on my doors, I'm not closing down. It's, I mean, everyone makes their decisions, you know what I mean? If they know their life better than I do, right. so if they feel, hey, this is better for my livelihood, like, I, like if they're more worried about their business being shut down than a virus, I don't blame them, you know? I think what right. the government should have done from the beginning, bro, is instead of forcing people or finding people, they should incentivize people to close their business. Mm. So it's like this. You don't have to close your business if you don't have to. Now, it's your risk. You're taking a risk from the virus and all that. But, but if you close your business while we're in quarantine, we guarantee that your business will be secure. We're going to give you the money you usually make per month, right? And if that involves paperwork, fine. But this, in particular, to small businesses, right? Like we, mm-hmm. and we will also uh, make sure that your employees, whoever you have employed, they're still going to get money and all that. So don't worry about it. But if you want to keep open, that's up to you. You could do A or B. It's up to you. But we're not going to force you to do anything. I think hmm. in May first, what they should do is incentivize people. Uh, if the government really feels we should close, they should be closed. Well, incentivize them to do it, or else what? The, why should they do it? You know, it, it's they have shit to pay. They don't want to live in the streets. <laughs> you know what I mean? So no. at the end of the day, man, I, I don't think people understand. A lot of lives are going to be shaped by this. I already know lives have been destroyed by this. You know, and it's only yeah. been like a a month or so where, where it's really hit. And the other thing, and the final thing I want to say. I, I get that a lot of people are excited that they got their $1,200 check, okay? Like, who doesn't want money? Mm. You know what I mean? But right. we only got 10% of the total bailout, bro. Like, of the entire stimulus, I should call it, 10% right. of it went to taxpayers. That is insane to me. Because if we got a hundred percent of it, if you really, if you think about it, if we got a hundred percent of it, we're going to spend that money, and those big businesses are going to get that money anyway. Right. We're going to spend it towards them. They could have given every American citizen like thirty thousand dollars for the year, right? 
and I'm not necessarily saying that's what they should have done like in one while, but they could have said, you know what, we're going to give each one of you $3,000 every month until this thing's over. You know, they could have guaranteed hmm. that, but they didn't. You know, and I think the government dropped the ball. And like you said just a moment ago, on their pan, when people are panicked, they'll take whatever, right? When this bill yeah, was proposed, exactly. anyone who said, uh, I don't know, I mean, what about all this other? I want, oh, we need the money now. What are you talking about? Just pass it. Just pass it. Well, we need it now. Uh, I just lost my job. <laughs> I need that $1,000 now. Well, you know, you could have gotten more if you actually questioned it more, you know, and, and stuff like that. But okay, you know. So it, it, when people panic, right. they'll, they'll, they'll take whatever. And I don't think people realize that this was a giveaway to the banks. Uh, Bank of America is being told, loan money to small businesses. It's um, the money's guaranteed by the federal government. Don't worry about it, right? right. And they came up with a loophole saying, uh, we'll lend money to anybody who already has a Bank of America credit card. Yeah. You know, like, how crazy is that, bro? You know? Yeah. Like, they're exactly. coming up with these loopholes, and the banks aren't going to lose saying. in any of this. That's, that's what I'm you know, saying. If you lose your house, they're going to sell it to somebody heart. else, you know? Right. Exactly. Exactly, man. Now, really quick, man, if you guys want to call in, certainly can, 347-215-7598. Let's talk boxing here. And everything else that comes along and that goes through in your mind, we can spot talk about it here on on uh, Leaving the Ring. Don't forget to hit that like button and hit the subscribe button and hit that bell for notification. Let's you know that we go on live. You won't miss the show uh, when we decide to just pop up and say hello. Um, I'm going to turn the tide here really quick here on, on Leaving the Ring. D-Style, let me ask you this, man. Because of the self-quarantine, uh, who, what fighter do you believe is benefiting through all of this? Is it uh, Gennady Golovkin? Is it Deontay Wilder? Uh, who do you think is benefiting? Uh, keep you Jordan, you mentioned ago. I, I honestly, in on self-quarantine. <laughs> dude, I think Wilder benefited the most out of this. I think he took mm. a hell of a beating in a fight with Fury. I always said, man, like that the fight was way too soon. Wasn't the fight going to be like in May or or, or like uh, I forget? It was supposed to be August, in, in July. Yeah, yeah, yeah July. I think it was July. And he just had surgery yesterday. He was put out there. He just had surgery, yeah. I believe, on his on one of his. Um, I think it's his shoulders. Somebody let me know in the chat room. Look, if if uh, I'm Wilder, I'm glad this quarantine happened. So you're telling me right. Tyson Fury has to stay at home? Tyson Fury, you have to stay home with nothing yeah. else to do. Okay. Well, you know he's what I mean? on his Instagram. I mean, I, is, it, is it too hard to believe that, 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 that the Twinkies are talking to Tyson Fury right now? Is it too hard to believe? <laughs> I don't know, man. He's been looking pretty good. Have you been watching him on his Instagram feed? You know, he's invited. He's actually yeah, yeah, invited, he's, like, uh, it's, I think it's yeah. his cousin, and next was uh, Joseph Parker. He even invited Deontay Wilder. To get on there and work out. He doesn't work out with his family, his wife and his kids. Um, where well, he's yeah, kicked yeah. off his kids a few times off there and stuff. But, no, I agree with you about Deontay Wilder. I think this really helps him out, especially if he was having issues with one of his arms or shoulders or whatever it was. I'd have to go back and look at it. Um, I, that tells me, you mean to tell me that he was going to go back in a, in a rubber match with an injury? That's what it's, that's what, that right. was his plan? Like, holy shit. Yeah. So somebody in his team was smart enough to say, hey, well, since we're on self-quarantine, let's go get this fixed. Right. Yeah. 
Because the fight's now Absolutely. talked about being about in December now. Now they're saying top ranking them are saying uh, we're going to push you back to December. Yeah, but someone that's not benefiting, bro, um, I think is Gennady Golovkin. I don't know. Uh, Gennady Golovkin, to me, even, even though he's older, he's always been a very active fighter. So I don't know how being an active is going to benefit Gennady Golovkin. I could be wrong, of course, but right. I, I don't know if it's going to benefit Gennady Golovkin. I don't know either. I think that the more the days and months that he's out and waiting for something to happen, it could obviously – it could do two, two things. It could either unite something back in him where he's, he comes back yeah. even hungrier because he's been waiting, or his body just finally catches up and becomes fatigued. Like, do we know if yeah. he's working out and this? quarantine do we know if he's he's got a private gym at his home um what exactly what what exactly is he doing i mean a lot of these fighters that especially a couple of them that i've spoken to they all have gyms at their house or in their garage or somewhere or they're doing a you know pre-workout uh in the living room um, to get themselves still in shape and all that but you know the sparring is where it's at not going to be able to spar that's my other question is that even if they do bring back boxing and whatever first fight that's going to be televised, like let's just say they stop the self-quarantine in, in the end of May, right? Yeah. Do you think we're immediately going to get a fight in in July or do we get a fight in August? Because now whoever's been signed on to fight, either they take the risk of going in there and fighting without any real proper training or any sparring or yeah. the right management's going to say, no, 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 we, we, we can't even fight because he's got to get in there and he's got to spar. He's got to shake off whatever quarantine Rusty has on him right now. That, to yeah, me, yeah, yeah. is still yeah. a lot of questions of what's going to happen. Yeah, I think anyone who fought, like, late December, early in the year, more likely will be okay. A lot of these guys only fight, like, six months out of the year anyway, but... Um, you're right. Uh, they're not able to spar. You know, it's just, you know, if if it's going to take time to get back into the normal routine uh, of things, you know. Yeah. Um. So that that that's going to take a lot of time. And right now is a perfect time for for fighters to, if anything, you know, look at film, man. Watch some of these, you know, these legends. There's a lot of film out there pick up some tricks or something and, and it, but what's weird you can't go try it at the gym right now though that's the only thing you know but I know uh, I guess they could study film you know I, I, I guess they could do that and shadow box in the living room you know the, the Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. style of training you know exactly you know I also doing wonder doing that, but... <laughs> I also yeah, wonder this man I was going to say bro um, I do got to run but I want to thank you again, man, for having me on. I'm going to continue listening. I just got to get back. I mean, however, I got to get back to work here. But no, definitely, know. definitely. But thanks, All right, for, bro, thanks on, for, for calling in, man, and joining us. Yeah, appreciate it, brother. You guys want to call in? Certainly can. Three four seven two one five seven five nine eight here on Leave the Ring Around the Ring. Just uh, going around and just talking about random topics. Uh, Nado says. Uh, McHaman family recently donated $18.5 million to the Trump re-election committee on the same day, apparently. Well, that'll do it, what we were talking about earlier. Um, 
you know, going, like I said, to the self-quarantine or, or, or states that are in quarantine, like New York and other places, um, and seeing some of these Twitter beefs, I, I wonder, like, Crawford and Spence, does this time away, now really time away, there's no, you're not going to hear any talk of cross the street or, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, you talk to my promoter. And it's now down to you, you two guys are finally, well, you're engaging because there's nothing else out there. I wonder how much of it is real for them. Is this just a past time? Or is this something that really, that they're going to follow through? You know, um, I mean, I sit there and I, I, I mean, I, I sit there and I go, I, I think this is something they're just <laughs> trying to pass time because Terrence Crawford getting upset with Charlo and, you know, basically telling him that, you know, we better keep his mouth shut or else, you know, uh, does he jump up to 154? I mean, there's just so much business there at 154. Why? I mean, 147, you know, uh, he's got that unfinished business right now. Uh, getting uh, Errol Spence Jr., all right? I mean, Manny Pacquiao, Keith Thurman, uh, Danny Garcia, Swift, they're all in the PBC universe, but, you know, who right now does Chance Crawford, who you want to see Chance Crawford to get back in the ring with, if it happens in late August or early August? I can't think of anybody else for Crawford at the moment that's one of those four guys I just mentioned from PBC. To me, it's about time and maybe this benefits you by sitting there at home, not being able to go to the gym or, you know, be a very functional fighter like you would normally be doing, right? Uh, finding this marinades in your head and you say, I, I want these other guys. I, I need to take on these other fights because this gives him a chance to sit on social media a little bit longer than normally he would be able to do, any of these fighters would be able to do. Because the fact is, is that they have now more time in their hands. As if supposed uh, before that, they were in training camp. They had things to, to meet because they had a fight coming up or they were in negotiations with a fight, being prepared for a fight that was, you know, hopefully going to be inked, right, on, on a signature. So I'm wondering if this really gives Terrence Crawford the, the incentive, or is it really Terrence Crawford? How about that? Is it really the PBC guys that don't want any smoke from Terrence Crawford? I don't know. The only way we really find out is if Terrence Crawford finally steps up and says, and Bob and both of them, it takes two to tangle in this, in this case to go, we want this guy. You know, because remember this, Sean Porter from PBC, guess what? He wanted that fight. He was not opposed to that fight. Neither was Kenny Porter, his father, who trains him. We're not opposed to this. They were willing to go into a fight with Terrence Crawford after their loss with Errol Spence Jr., which was a very close, controversial loss for them. They lost to Errol Spence, but it was a hell of a fight. One hell of a fight between those two. And he was like, and he was like, I'll take Terrence Crawford. But then Terrence Crawford intervene by saying he's my friend and do I really need that fight? Does that fight, do I really need it? Does it make sense? It doesn't make sense for me. Which, when he said that, Joe Lopez, uh, Crawford needs a big fight. He absolutely does. And when he said that that may fight makes no sense and he didn't need that fight, I, I don't know about you guys, but I'm over scratching my fucking head going, what do you mean he doesn't need, you don't need that fight? What do you mean that that fight doesn't make sense? 
He just he just went tooth and nails with Errol Spence Jr. And even fans believe he won that fight. Fans thought he won that fight. Fans thought that that was a much closer fight than Errol Spence has ever been in. After Errol Spence had just dismantled, practically embarrassed Mikey Garcia, who had no business coming up to 147 welterweight division, right? Sean Porter goes out there. The, quarter, the, the, the linebacker that he is goes after the quarterback, Errol Spence, and tries to tackle him every single time. Really drugged him through the mud. And, and here's this. The majority of fans that heard the, when they were going to fight, the announcement of the fight, they were shitting on this fight. They were like, this is an easy fight for, for, for Errol Spence Jr. He's going to knock him out in five rounds. Those, those were some of the chats that I was seeing among fight fans. Ah, he's going to kick his ass. I'm not paying for that fight. I'm not going to. I was one of them that did. And it was a gem. I was a hell of a fight. So I think Crawford needs to repair kind of a little bit of his image. There's no question in my mind, dude, that he is by far one of the best fighters out there. None whatsoever. You know, I mean, you could put him up with any 140, any 147, and La Las Vegas, it's, it's going to weigh their bets on him. He's just that good. The kid is definitely a natural-born fighter with, with skills that have been implicated through him, and he knows how to display it where it counts, which is in that square ring. And, and that's, that's not in question at all when you talk about Terrence Crawford. About his heart, not, not so either. I don't question his heart. When he fought the Green Machine, he was in a hell of tooth-and-nail fight. He said that he gave that to the fans, which I was like, really? That's like when Manny Pacquiao was getting a hit a bunch of times and his fans were saying like, oh, no, he was just doing that because, you know, wanted to give us a good fight. I don't believe that. Or when Floyd Mayweather was getting, you know, um, mauled up by, by Madonna, by Chino Madonna. Remember that? And he said, oh, I just did that for the fans. I did that for the fans. Really? Or did you not train correctly for that fight? I think that Trench Crawford took the green machine very light, thought that he was going to knock him out fast and quick and just got to get out of there and go on to move on to the next one. That he made a statement to the rest of the 147. But instead, he left a lot of questions looming over his head. Not only looming, but made a lot of fight fans like myself go, I want to see him face Sean Porter. If no Errol Spence, then why not Sean Porter? That makes complete sense. And if no Sean Porter, why not Danny Garcia, Swift? And if not Danny Swift, Keith Thurman, who, like DeSal said, has been on uh, self-quarantine for the last four, four years. We know he's not going to, you know, we all know that Manny Pacquiao didn't want anything to do with Terrence Crawford. There's no argument there when it comes to bringing up Manny Pacquiao because Manny Pacquiao is looking at the bigger picture. I mean, you can get a lot of money finding Mikey Garcia, you know. I think him and his team know that he's got a very slim chance of beating an Errol Spence or a Terrence Crawford at this moment. Why not rack, rack up as much money as you can fighting these, these you know, recognizable names? And let me ask you guys this. Call in right now, 347-215-7598, or hit, hit, say it on the, on the chat room. Do you think that Mikey Garcia is a bigger name 
than Errol Spence or Terrence Crawford at this moment. The hardcore center that I would have to say is Man, Man, uh, uh, Mikey Garcia and Manny Pacquiao is by far a much bigger fight for Manny at this moment. I could be wrong, but I don't think I am. I don't think I am. You know? Anyways, man, I want to thank everybody that tuned in. I got to get to work. I'm actually already late here um, because I was on the radio a bit too long. I appreciate everybody that called in. Uh, we're going to do this again, man, around the ring here on the ring. It's just going to be, like I said, basically topics off the top of my head. Uh, or if you call in, you want to talk about something, um, you want to talk about whatever about the sport, hey, I'm willing to do because it's an open discussion here. Hey, if you guys haven't had a chance, go check out the Beer boxing quarantine. Yes, it's real beer. We're having a couple of brewskis, and we're putting up old classic fights. So we can you know, pass the time. It's on every Sunday night at 10 p.m. Yeah, and it's a bit late. But you know what? You know, it, it just gives us a chance to, to really cherish and, 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 and embrace the old timers of the sport, the classic fights that made us fall in love with this sport, that we hold dear to our heart, that we hope to see get back, and, uh, you know, uh, up and running again uh, after all of this coronavirus thing. Um, also, I just did a recent show called The Stack Up Show, which is really, it's what it's based on is um, how would the old school fighters uh, stack up against the current champions and contenders of today, okay? Uh, if you didn't have a chance, check that out. It's with uh, Marco uh, uh, Villegas uh, from uh, uh, Fight Hub. Um, Villegas from Fight Hub. I just posted that, that up. We were on, I believe it was, Tuesday, we did that show, um, and then uh, look for, again, um, I'm going to be posting uh, um, the Chronicles of the Ring, uh, that should be up either either tonight or maybe tomorrow morning, I don't know, it all depends on how busy I get, anyways, everybody, hey, stay safe, be responsible, don't be a knucklehead, don't be a pendejo, and be like, oh, I'm all chingo, and, oh, I don't have to wear a mask and all that, be responsible, man, because here's the, you know, the overall, when we were discussing this on the show, before I log off here, is that you don't want to be that jerk that it may not affect you. It may not affect your life, but it could affect somebody else's life. It can affect somebody else's abuelito or their grandparents, their mom, their dad, or maybe somebody in their family that's not you know, completely healthy. And like I said on the Stack Up show, when we talk about healthy, how many Americans are really healthy? Look at the shit that we consume. You know, a lot of us are power drinkers. A lot of us eat McDonald's and Jack in a Box. We don't eat, we're not the most healthiest folk. Just because you're 25 or you feel like you're invincible doesn't necessarily mean you cannot contract this and that this cannot affect you. Do you really want to be the guinea pig to find out whether or not that, that if this is a real thing? No, you don't. Don't be a dumbass. Don't be a pendejo. You know, stay safe. Regardless of what you think, the government's trying to control us or, or, or you know, these numbers ain't real. Why do you want to find out? That's like somebody telling you, man, that, see that pit of fire over there? It's fucking hot, bro. Don't go over there. You'll burn yourself. You're going to be that pendejo? Unless you're from jackass. They'll be like, oh, let me, uh, let me go find out. Oh, let me go see. No. Don't be that dumbass. Be the dumbass that sits back and watches them on YouTube to get you know, uh, some, some quick laughs and giggles out of it. Okay? Anyways, this is your boy 97 Rough, a.k.a. Dave Duenas here on Leaving the Ring. Don't forget, again, hit that subscribe button, hit the like button, and hit that bell to notify us. And next time we do this again, man, come on, guys. Don't be shy. Call in. Let's talk some boxing here on Leaving the Ring.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.